You're listening to a Soulfire Productions podcast. Welcome to Wellness Realness, where we get very real about all things health and wellness, physical, mental, financial, and spiritual. I'm your host, Christina Rice, a nutritional therapy practitioner and energy healer turned holistic business coach for ambitious entrepreneurs. And I'm here to help you up-level every aspect of your life. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You can find an endless amount of content from me and join my online membership at christinaricewellness.com. And if you want exclusive behind-the-scenes content and my most unfiltered self, DM a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review to Wellness Realness Crew on Instagram and request to follow my super secret account. You can also join the Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe Facebook group to hang out with other listeners in the crew. Get ready for some wellness realness. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm going to chat about a topic that I have really been wanting to dive into, and I feel like this is going to be part one of many. But today's topic is confidence. I know confidence is something that many people struggle with often throughout their whole lives. And it's something that I get asked about quite often. And I have lots, lots, lots to say. So today I wanted to talk about confidence, how I grew my confidence, and some tips to help you start to become more confident yourself. And I really feel like this is going to evolve into a much larger conversation. So I would love to continue this conversation past this episode. So I'm excited to hear what you think and please give any feedback. However you want me to continue this conversation, topics related to this show, let me know and I'm happy to create more episodes around this topic. Before we dive into today's show though, a couple announcements. If you listened to last week's podcast, you heard me chat with Rachel Barber all about our brain rewiring certification program. I am so, so incredibly excited about it. And this has been in the works for some time. It's something we tossed around for the last year or so. And a few months ago, I decided to do it. And I know a bunch of you have already signed up for the waitlist, which I'm so excited about. And we are going to open up enrollment, take application calls starting very soon. There are limited spaces in the certification program, of course. So if you want a chance to apply, then definitely get on the waitlist ASAP so you are the first to hear when doors open for applications and enrollment. You've heard me talk about brain rewiring so many times, and it is such, such a powerful tool, honestly, the most powerful tool for creating change in in your life, whether that be healing from any type of physical illness, reaching any type of physical goal, reaching business goals, manifesting anything you want, really. It basically, I mean, it rewires your brain so that you become a manifestation machine. That's how I feel. So if you are a coach who wants to take your business to the next level, you want to get your clients unreal results and really be able to help them achieve anything they want through the power of their minds. You don't need functional lab testing. You don't need to know everything under the sun about supplement protocols and all the new crazy research you can truly empower your client to use the power of their mind to reach any result, no matter what type of coach you are, whether that be a health coach, a relationship coach, a life coach, a money coach, any type of coach, 
We will teach you how to use brain rewiring in your own practice, and we will teach you to rewire your own brain so that you can manifest in abundance like no other, make more money, attract more clients. This is the process Rachel and I use to start making six-figure months. And we teach you all about how to actually be a good coach, something most schools don't teach, as well as marketing and business strategies that truly work. It's a six-month program. There is nothing else out there like this. It is life-changing truly. And you don't have to be a coach already to go through this certification program. This can be your coaching certification program. So if you're interested in getting these results and you want to learn more, just head to brainrewiringcoach.com. The waitlist is open now. We are opening doors for enrollment starting June 15th. And the course is going to start July 15th. So enrollment is going to close July 13th. But like I said, limited spots are available. So make sure you get in there ASAP. And this is very related to today's topic, because if you go through the process of rewiring your brain, you will develop an amazing, secure sense of self-confidence that carries over into every aspect of your life. And speaking of neuroscience, shifting energetics, healing, confidence, I know you guys are always looking for new podcasts to check out, podcasts that empower you and teach you valuable information that you will actually use in your life. And if you haven't yet listened to my friend Sarah Small's podcast, The Uncensored Empath, you definitely need to check it out. This is one of my favorite podcasts. I know many of you are familiar with Sarah because she has been on this show. She was a guest on episode 231. If you haven't listened to that yet, make sure you tune in. We talked all about tapping into your intuition, facing death, overcoming grief, and business tips for empaths. And on Sarah's show, The Uncensored Empath, she talks all about these topics in depth. She has had a 15-year journey with chronic illness and speaks a lot to the energetic, emotional side of healing. She dives into her experience with loss and grief and how you can overcome that yourself. And she talks all about how to build a business as a highly sensitive person, as an empath. So if you love learning about how to shift your energy, neuroscience, spirituality, growing your intuition, tips for business, for healing from chronic illness, then definitely check out Sarah's show. You can just search The Uncensored Empath on Apple Podcasts and you can find her show there. Recently, I've been doing a lot of research on circadian biology and all the different ways that light exposure affects our sleep, our hormones, our weight, our inflammation levels, so many things. And one of the easiest light hacks in the world that I recommend everybody take advantage of is just wearing blue light blocking glasses. This is also critical for getting the highest quality sleep possible. When it comes to sleep, it's not just about how much you get, it's actually the quality of the sleep that is most important. And with so many of us on our screens all the time, it is highly, highly important that we are doing something to prevent digital eye strain and make sure the light from our laptops and our phones aren't completely destroying our circadian rhythms, our sleep, and our hormonal secretion. I've tried a lot of blue light blocking glasses in the last few years, but by far the best and the only brand that is 100% backed by science is Blue Blocks. They have three lenses, their Sleep Plus, their Summer Glow, and their Blue Light lenses. The Sleep Plus Red Lens is a lens you would want to put on after sunset, which is going to help improve your sleep, reduce your anxiety, and relax you. These are the classic 
blue light blocking glasses that you think of with the red lenses, but the red lens is incredibly important. Those orange lenses are only blocking out a portion of the blue and green spectrum that we need to block to optimize our circadian rhythm. And then during the day, you would want either the blue light clear lens or the summer glow yellow lens. The blue light clear lens is best for people who work in more natural lighting during the day. And the summer glow yellow lens is best for people who work under harsher artificial lighting and or anyone who wants the extra benefits of color therapy. So if you struggle with seasonal depression or anxiety, the summer glow yellow lenses would be great, but both will help with preventing digital eye strain and preventing any migraines or headaches from being on screens all day. And if you really want to up your sleep game, make sure you get the Remedy Sleep Mask. This is a 100% light blocking sleep mask that really helps with REM and deep sleep. This is a game changer for me because you probably don't realize how much light can creep in even when you think all of the lights are off and your blinds are closed. Blue Blocks also has a ton of different frames to pick from, about 20 different frames, and they have a send in your own frame service if you want to use your own frames. You can also make use of their prescription service if you need a prescription. Personally, my favorite frame is the Parker frame. I get complimented all the time on my Blue Blocks glasses and people always ask me what brand they are. I always am wearing Blue Blocks. If you're seeing me wear glasses in my Instagram stories, they're always Blue Blocks. I also love that for every pair of Blue Blocks they sell, they donate a pair of reading glasses to Restoring Vision who gifts them to someone in need. So it's a great cause as well. So if you want to improve your sleep, balance out your hormones, regulate your weight, all just by wearing glasses and prevent all of those headaches and that digital eye strain from looking at screens all day, make sure you go to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off. Again, that's blueblocks.com, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off. And when you get your pair of frames in the mail, take a selfie, tag me, tag blueblocks, and I'm excited to see which frames you pick. So let's dive into today's topic, which is confidence. To start off, let me read the dictionary definition, or should I say a dictionary definition. Confidence, a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. And the sentence they use to exemplify confidence is she's brimming with confidence. And I love that example because the thing about confidence is it is something that is so internal, so deep inside you, in your gut that you just exude, that you don't have to try to show. That is true confidence. This is different than cockiness. It's different than being full of yourself. It's different than being ignorant. People who are truly confident don't have to prove it, don't have to try. You can just tell they have this deep-rooted self-assurance. They're content with who they are, and they don't have to prove it to anybody. Usually people who are very cocky and ignorant, I would say about 90% of the time, are actually quite insecure. And then the rest of the time, they actually are. I mean, they're just so confident that they're cocky and those people usually just aren't really my people. So I don't hang out with them. And when talking about confidence, it's interesting because a lot of people have asked me to record an episode, write blog posts about building confidence and how did I become confident? And I think I pushed it off for a while because on one level, I was like, well, I don't really want to talk about how I became confident because I don't know, it just seems weird to say, oh, I'm confident. 
let me teach you how. <laughs> that was that was one one thing. And the other thing was I didn't really know when when someone first brought this up to me and I started thinking about it, I'm like, I'm not really sure. I just kind of grew into it. And my knee-jerk reaction was, oh, you know, why why do you want me to talk about that? But I am very confident in the fact that I am confident. And I don't say that to sound cocky, but anyone who who knows me knows that I am very confident. And being confident as a person overall doesn't mean that you don't have any insecurities or that there's nothing that you're not confident about. There are definitely certain things that I'm not confident about that I have insecurities around. I, I'm i not sure that I'm good at certain things or certain qualities, right? But those things are very different than who I am, how I feel at, at a root level, deep down, like in my core. And what it is, is that I am confident in who I am because I understand who I am and I understand what I'm not good at, what I am good at. I am confident in my opinions and also willing to change them. But I just think it's important to preface the conversation around what confidence really is. And the thing is that confidence does not mean that there is literally nothing in your life that you are insecure about. Like, yeah, there are little things here and there, but overall at your root, at your core, are you confident in who you are? Are you willing to bet on yourself? Are the insecurities something that you think about all day long and hold you back from doing X, Y, Z? Or are they things that you kind of know on a surface level, but at the end of the day, they don't really matter to you? That's what confidence is. And also not having to prove yourself to anyone. And when I was really insecure and really lacked confidence, I found myself just trying to people please all the time and trying to prove my worth prove myself in many different ways to people around me, which is really just like the huge red flag that you are not confident at all. And I definitely was not going to develop any confidence by doing that. So before I get into some tips around building confidence, I want to just kind of talk about my history with this and how I grew my confidence because some people who just meet me just assume I've always been the way I am and I definitely have not. So Let's go back. Let's go back to little Christina. When I was really young, like before I was 10, I would say I was just this very outgoing, extroverted, sassy, opinionated child. I did my own thing. I was probably a little cocky because everyone told me I was so cute as a kid. And I was just very unapologetic about who I was. I mean, I, my mom loves to tell this story about my first day of preschool when she tried to walk me in to the front door and I stop her and I go, mom, what are you doing? She was like, I'm walking you inside. And I was like, I don't want my mom walking me inside. And I, <laughs> I didn't let her walk me into preschool on my first day. And I'm pretty sure she went and cried. Sorry, mom. I mean, yeah, I had a, I had a big personality. And then I switched schools. I had some things happen in my life on a personal level, my dad got in a really serious car accident. It, I mean, it really just changed our whole family. Some people very close to me passed away and I'm honestly not totally sure that there was like one clear trigger, but there was a big shift in my personality around the time I was like 10 or 11. And I became a lot more introverted and a lot quieter and a lot less willing to share my opinions with my closest friends, I was still more myself, but 
in general, I kind of just learned to stay quiet, not talk. I was honestly a little scarred from some of the disciplinary actions from my very Catholic schools and some teachers who were honestly kind of assholes and also just certain family dynamics, family friend dynamics. And I mean, I was always this straight A perfectionist student. You know, I basically just did homework all the time. I played sports. I did every extracurricular activity I could. I would get made fun of for my grades. And I was just trying really, really hard to be perfect because I was looking for approval. And I just had no confidence. This is when I started struggling really badly with anxiety and depression. I have a podcast a while back talking about my my story with that. I mean, I had always had pretty bad anxiety, but it, it got really bad um, around middle school and my depression hit really, really hard. And it just kind of felt like I felt like the way I view the world, and this is like on my perception of the world at the time, I'm not saying it was right, but my perception of the world was just that I kept getting kicked down every which way. And I was very, very sensitive. And whenever I would get made fun of or teased, I just, I felt like I got punched in the gut and I felt, I felt so worthless. I felt like nothing I could do was good enough. I was really insecure about who I was, that I, did I have anything to offer? Why was I here? Did anybody care about me? And really that's how I felt a lot. Like, I mean, I really just felt, and this wasn't true, but this was how I viewed the world at the time was that no one really cared about me. No one really loved me. I was always a second thought or a third thought that anyone cared. And it was like whenever I tried to share my opinion or talk about things, I felt like I just got shot down over and over again. I was also really insecure about my appearance because that's just how we're primed to feel as females, right? Sucks. Okay, that's a whole other topic. But I just had really, really low confidence, honestly. And I tried to just keep the peace unless it was somebody I was really, really close to and felt really comfortable with. And for a long time, I felt like I had lost such a big part of myself. I felt like I wasn't myself for so long because I would think, you know, what happened to my outgoing, doesn't give a shit, spicy personality? Like I lost it. And I was just so worried about what other people thought. I didn't want to ruffle any feathers. I didn't want to be too much or say the wrong thing because I was looking for approval and because I felt like no one really cared. And I thought that, you know, to get someone to actually care or approve, I just wanted to kind of people please and be who they wanted me to be. And that was the theme with every aspect of my life was just trying to keep the peace be as nice as I can, help people when I can, and just be who they want me to be. But it almost always meant that no one was really seeing all of me. So even when I did have people who I felt like cared about me and I connected with, there was still something missing because it was like, okay, well, we're close, we're friends, they enjoy being with me, but it's this version of me that isn't really the real me. It's like always trying to put on a facade. So that's not really satisfying, you know? And this is really how I felt from, I mean, probably like ages 11 to 18, 19 or so. Things started to shift for me when I was a senior in high school for a few reasons. The first was because, you know, I was a senior and there was just so much drama at my school, so much bullshit. I mean, 
this is a story for another day. I should get one of my friends from high school to come on the podcast because it was straight up like a reality TV show. We always talked about how we should get our high school dynamics recorded because it was literally crazy. Like I hear about other people's high school experiences and I'm like, okay, ours was actually insane. That's for another day. Anywho, by my senior year in high school, I had my core group of friends. And so in the Bay Area, there are just a ton of schools kind of in a, in a pretty concentrated area. And a lot of my friends are spread out amongst different high schools. And I had a lot of friends from club volleyball. So a lot of my friends are spread out all over different high schools. They weren't all at my high school. And at my high school, you know, I had a bunch of friends that I loved, but we were all kind of in different groups. And then there was like a bigger group that everybody was in. But I kind of just got to this place by senior year that was like, fuck all this bullshit. I'm not even going to see any of you in a year, probably ever again. So I don't really have time to try and prove myself to anyone because it was kind of just like trying to fit in throughout all of high school. And I feel like everyone feels that way, no matter where you're at. And I had a lot of friends. And so people probably would be surprised hearing some of this, but you know, just trying, trying to fit in, trying to be friends with everybody. And then senior year hits and I'm like, I'm going to college next year. I don't give a shit what any of you think. And I'm just tired. I'm exhausted. I don't have time for the bullshit. And so I had, you know, like my core group of friends, there was a group of four of us that were super, super close. And, you know, at lunch, we were just like, honestly, I cannot deal with all of this drama. Like we would just go find our own place and kind of hide out from everyone because it was just out of control. And I mean, people were just, I mean, cheating on everyone's boyfriends and stealing money from each other and making a very serious threats to each other and sabotaging people in insane ways. And I was just like, look, I didn't sign up for Laguna Beach. All right. I signed up for high school and I want to go to college and get the fuck away from all this crazy shit. So I had my group of friends and I really just in high school was just like, I'm focusing on people who make me happy. And I focused a lot on my friends at other schools who who were great. And I just was like, my, my bullshit tolerance had really, really gone down because I think that's how a lot of people feel senior year. They're like, yeah, this doesn't really matter. When that really sets in of like, okay, after this, I don't have to see anyone ever again. And so many people I had been friends with really just out of convenience, but it was like, there wasn't anything really deep. And this was a way that I felt so different than so many people around me. Like it is really hard for me to have a relationship with somebody if I don't feel like we are connecting on a really deep soul level. And most people in high school, college, as adults are in relationships, friendships, romantic relationships, whatever it is, just out of convenience because we know we know we have, fr- we have mutual friends or we work together or we go to the same store, like you go to the same school, you went to the same school, but they don't have any like deep soul connection. And I have a really hard time staying intellectually interested if I'm not having a deep conversation, which you can probably tell. I mean, I'm sure you know if you listen to this podcast. I just hate surface level talk. Like it makes my skin crawl. And that was just so much of what high school was like. And I would rather be by myself than have bullshit conversations. So high school, I was like, fuck this. I'm just going to do my thing, finish out school, focus on people that I enjoy. And I really don't care what other people think about me. It was also very interesting because the party scene at my school, or at least for me, like sophomore and junior year, I drank a lot, went to parties every single weekend, like 
doing the thing. And by senior year, we, I mean, I really kind of just like stopped drinking that much. Like it was once in a while, there would be certain parties I would go to, but you know, sophomore and junior year, I felt like every single party there was, I needed to go. I needed to be there. I needed to do the thing. And then senior year, it was more of like, eh, I'd rather stay in on Friday night. I'm kind of over it. Like it's just a huge shit show kind of over it. I was partied out by senior year. So we kind of just chilled out and I started to turn to the grandma life because I had kind of burnt myself out sophomore and junior year. Meanwhile, I started dating someone and it was my first serious relationship. We dated starting senior year and broke up when I was a sophomore in college. But when we started dating, you know, I was just spending so much time with him and It was kind of like we were in our own world and nothing else really mattered. And I think having that relationship really helps me build a lot of confidence because I felt like, you know, he really loved me for me and saw every part of me. And I had never really experienced that before. And having somebody else have confidence in you to that degree and love you to that degree, knowing everything about you and not having to try gives you confidence in yourself. So those are the two things that really started to kind of shift my energy were just kind of this realization that college is coming around and just evaluating my relationships, my friendships and being like, who am I trying to prove myself to? Who actually knows the real me? Who am I trying with? And why am I trying? Would I change my behavior if I knew that tomorrow I was never going to see anyone here again for the rest of my life? Like that was a thought experiment. And I realized I'm probably never going to see like almost everybody here. I mean, some people I did, some of my friends went to college with me, but I had that realization of I'm probably never going to see these people, most of them ever again. So why do I give a shit what they think about me? And that just helped me like let down my walls and not really care. And I just started becoming more confident in who I was. And then with that relationship, having somebody else see me for who I was, love me for who I was and being fully accepted for all sides of myself when I never really experienced that before that gave me a lot of confidence in myself and what I have to offer as a human. Like, oh, we are in a very serious relationship and he knows all my flaws, all my insecurities, all my opinions. I don't have to try. And he still loves me and wants to be with me. I mean, that's a huge confidence booster. And it really did boost my confidence at at a core level. So that started to shift my personality a bit more. Then I went to college and had like a big confidence hit because I had a really hard time connecting with people at college. Like I had a couple of friends here and there, some people from high school I was still friends with and my roommate and some people in my dorm, but like the group of girls in the dorm, I wasn't really fully in. I wasn't invited to a lot of things. I also didn't want to be in a sorority. So I was like, kind of just like an outsider, I felt like, and it made me just feel really lonely. And again, I had a couple amazing friends, um, But I think just overall, it felt like I didn't have a core group. I had a great group of girls that I would hang out with, um, but it was like, you know, we didn't really hang out outside of the group events. I didn't really know it was off. I mean, great people, but I also was like kind of detached emotionally. I mean, half of this was on me because my boyfriend, we were long distance. He was in another state and I spent almost every weekend with him. So I missed out on a lot of things and people just assumed not to invite me to things because I thought I was always gone. I also had chronic mono at the time. So I didn't want to go to a lot of things because I was so tired. I would try and go 
to parties and stuff when I had the energy, but I also just like wasn't a huge drinker because I was kind of burnt out from high school. And I mean, sometimes I did, but I wasn't like huge on it. I didn't really want to get shit faced like most people in college, because for a lot of people, that's like their first time drinking. I was kind of just over the party scene. So I would go, but just kind of go through the motions. But anywho, college, I lost a lot of confidence because I felt really lonely. I felt like, what is wrong with me? Because why is it so hard for me to find friends? I have some, I have a couple great friends, but like overall, like, I don't know. Why is this so difficult? What's wrong with me? Why do I feel like I don't connect with that many people compared to other people? I'm also surrounded by all of these incredibly beautiful women. So, you know, comparison game, of course, because I was still really insecure about the way I looked because I was just, I was just conditioned to always be insecure about how I looked. Thanks, media. Thanks. I was also really struggling with a deep feeling of lack of purpose. I was not happy with my life. I mean, I had mono. I was exhausted all the time. I had a psychotic roommate who tried to perform exorcisms on me and another angel roommate who I could not have survived college without. But every day I was going to class. I felt like my whole life was studying. I tried so hard to study and get perfect grades and straight A's. And I was just like, what the hell am I doing? Like, what is the point of all this? Is my life, is my life supposed to be go to class, study really hard, stay up all night, try and kill myself getting straight A's, go to parties every once in a while that I don't care about, have a bullshit surface level conversations with people who are drunk. Like, what is the point of all this? Why am I here? That's just how I was feeling. And it just made me have no confidence. I would hang out with my aunt who was in town. Well, she's not my real aunt. She's like a family friend. And she's like a total badass. Like, I want to be her when I grow up. And she'd come pick me up and I would just cry. I would just cry and be like, I have no confidence. I don't know why I'm here. I feel worthless. I feel like I'm not serving the world. I feel like I'm not doing anything important. I feel like my life is just has no meaning. Like I I can't do it anymore. And that's just when I just had really, really bad depression. These feelings continued. They spiraled. I was really unhappy. And I ended up breaking up with my boyfriend when I was a sophomore. I felt like he was the one stable thing in my life, like my one source of happiness. And I felt like I needed to figure so much shit out personally. And so did he. I mean, we were, you know, 19 and I didn't want to depend on one person for my sense of happiness. So after that, I really felt like I I need to figure this shit out. I started going to therapy. I also started binge eating, trying to eat my feelings. And I mean, (laughs) talk about low confidence. I mean, I felt horrible physically, emotionally. I felt even worse about myself because I was trying to eat my feelings. I was going through all the drama of, you know, when you break up with your with your boyfriend and you're like, oh, no one loves me. You know, I was dealing with all that and still just feeling like, I mean, I hated school. I hated UCLA. I was I was at a low point, low self-esteem, big time. The health and wellness space can be so overwhelming. And that is why I created my Uplevel membership to help you cut through the BS and really figure out what actually is going to work for your body. You know, I am all about a truly holistic approach, and that is why I cover a ton of different topics in Uplevel, including gut health, regulating your hormones, healthy weight loss, fitness, self-confidence, manifestation, and of course, all things nutrition. I even provide some of my most used protocols with clients directly in the membership portal 
including my candida diet protocol and my liver detox protocol and my leaky gut protocol. I used to offer these only to clients and now I share them with anyone in our community in the membership. When you join Uplevel, you will have access to never before seen interviews, hours of exclusive video content, hours of online course content, including my foundational course, Wellness Foundations, that covers nutrition, gut health, supplements, fitness, mindset, sleep, stress management, and more, as well as sneak peeks of other courses like the Ditch Your Acne course and my Paleo Women Lifestyle course. And you also get a few different recipe ebooks two eight-week at-home workout guides, my grocery shopping list, and other downloads. And I think the best part is the community of other high-vibe women. We have monthly live Q&A calls with me and the other women in the membership. And that is exactly where you can ask me anything you want. Plus, you can get to know other members in our private forum. There are hundreds of exclusive blog posts in the membership that cover all things health and wellness as well as exclusive recipes and workouts, so you will have plenty of content to entertain yourself with. You have access to a practitioner and hundreds of hours of exclusive content to help you reach your health and wellness goals for less than the price of a matcha and a gluten-free muffin. So if you are ready to up-level your health and wellness and join our community of incredible high-vibe women, then just head on over to christinaricewellness.com slash membership to sign up now. You can cancel your membership at any time, but I don't think you'll want to. And you can also get two months for free if you enroll for a year long subscription. So just head on over to christinaricewellness.com slash membership if you want to learn more and sign up and make sure you take a picture and share it on Instagram stories. Tag me so I can see what content you are diving into. Obviously, I'm not going to get into the whole story here because we've all heard me talk about it for hours on end a million times. But shortly after that is when my health just hit the lowest of lows and my digestion stopped working. I lost about 50 pounds in three months and was having horrible digestive pain, crazy brain fog, could barely get out of bed, losing hair, blurry vision. It was just all all a nightmare there. And that was really kind of, you know, what launched me into the wellness space and this whole arena. I was seeing so many doctors. I was seeing the best of the best in Los Angeles. Going to see practitioners was my job. And through that experience and the way I was treated, seeing so many specialists and everybody just turning me away, telling me I was anorexic, telling me I was lying or people believing me and running all of these tests spending so much money and just getting no answers and people just saying like, I can't do anything for you. Like your organs are going to shut down. Uh, you're probably going to die. You, you could die any day. You're probably going to have a heart attack. I mean, it was tough. And I mean, I, I definitely had no self-confidence at this point when I'm walking down the street, people are looking at me like I'm a zoo animal because I am so thin. People literally throwing food at me on the streets saying horrible things to me. I had no confidence because I was losing so much brain function. I had multiple internships at the time, like my dream internships, and I could not perform. I could not think like I somebody would say something to me and I would forget what they said two seconds later. And I asked people to repeat sentences and it would take me like four hours to write four sentences 
And I just lost all my confidence because I always felt like the one thing I had, which is why I tried to be a perfectionist for so long, the one thing I felt like I always had was my intelligence. I was always a straight A student. I was always the 100% person, the doing 150% at everything. That was that was my identity because it was the thing I felt like I could control. And I knew that one thing about myself. I knew I was a hard worker and I could always work hard to achieve and nobody could take that away from me. And now here I am and my brain isn't working anymore. I'm embarrassed for people to see me physically because people are talking about me. I know people back home are spreading rumors about me and spreading images around before and after pictures, saying things that were not true about me. If I went to restaurants, people would order food and send it to my table. I mean, it just sucked on the physical level, but now it's how it's taking away. I felt like my intelligence, my brain function. And I was like, fuck, I have nothing now. And I lost the majority of the people in my life because they didn't really know how to respond to it. So they kind of just ghosted me. And I just, I felt really alone and also just alone in the sense of even the people who were there for me, it's like no one really got it. No one really understood and alone in the sense of, I felt like no one could help me because I was trying so hard. I was asking for help from so many different people, seeing so many different specialists. And it was just like, people didn't know what to do. And hitting, hitting this lowest point is honestly what ended up building my confidence. It is when I hit my lowest of low points and I felt like I'm so alone here. I feel like everyone's fighting against me. I feel like People are telling me I'm lying. They are spreading rumors about me. I can't depend on anybody else to come save me. My body is literally falling apart, breaking apart. And I'm so embarrassed of the way I look. I was so thin and I was just, I was really embarrassed around it, like because of the way people treated me. And it was honestly painful for me every day physically. I had to drop out of college, which for me was just like the biggest blow to my ego. So I had to take, I mean, I didn't drop out completely. I had to take a quarter off. I had to focus on my health. I had to stop my different internships. I really had to quit my life. And I had, you know, multiple practitioners tell me that I could die any day because my body was shutting down. My organs were shutting down. And no matter how much I ate, my body wasn't absorbing it. And they didn't know what to do. And, you know, I'm getting all this testing done. And I was just feeling hopeless. And it wasn't like I was seeing random people in the middle of nowhere. Like, I'm like... I'm in Los Angeles. I am supposed to be seeing the best of the best here. Like, what are you guys doing? And it was that experience that made me realize I was being such a victim. I was expecting everybody else to save me. And it hit a point where it was like, it was at such a deep low that I felt like, look, I either want to end this right now, just end my life right now, or I'm going to say, fuck it and prove everyone wrong and figure this shit out myself. And so I ended up choosing the latter. And you hit a point when your health is so bad and you literally wait. I mean, I woke up every day being like, I literally don't know if I'm going to die today. And I honestly don't know if anyone's going to care. That's how I felt. People would have cared. I know that. But just even me knowing like, I don't know if today is going to be my last day or not. I don't know when is going to be my last day. Like, I mean, when you really feel that at your core, it completely changes your perspective on things. And I was like, look, if I die tomorrow, why do I give a fuck what anyone else thinks about me? Why do I care what other people expect of me? Why do I care what they think I should do for my career, the way I should look, the way I should act? Why do I care about being friends with certain people? Why do I care about anything other than what makes me happy and what feels fulfilling for me in this life? And it was really just a slap across the face. And so I started researching. I started just focusing on myself. I started only doing things that made me happy. I 
vowed to only be friends with people who truly made me happy at a core level. I completely changed what I was planning on doing with my career because I realized I was trying to just do what other people would think would be successful or be prestigious. And really, I just was like, fuck it. I'm following my passion. I don't care about money. I don't care about if other people think this is successful enough for me. I had just had so much pressure on me about what other people thought I should do and who I should be. And I was like, it doesn't, it literally doesn't matter because if tomorrow is my last day, I'm not going to live today for someone else. And that experience is really what changed me and really launched me into growing a lot of confidence. It was pulling myself out of that situation, learning to stand up for myself when people talk shit, when people were rude, when people try to put their expectations on me. Because I truly didn't care anymore because I thought, look, I'm not going to let anyone walk all over me because I don't know if I'm going to live. That really puts things into perspective for you. And I know not everybody has that experience and I don't want other people to have that experience. But I hope sharing this story kind of helps put things into perspective for you. I think so often we hear people say, you know, if tomorrow was your last day, how would you live today? And, and we know that and we think about it. But does that really change how we behave? And it's a whole other level when you feel it in your body and you're straight up like, I mean, I'm I'm looking at death. It could happen. And I really realized the only person I could ever fully depend on was me. If I was going to depend on anyone, it was going to have to be me and no one was going to save me. So I started researching and learning more and trying different things to heal myself and advocating for myself in a completely different way, standing up for myself. I was like, I don't care about keeping the peace anymore. Who the fuck cares? And that I was just going to be me. I was just going to be me. And I was I I was so sick of everybody else's voices around me and all of the bullshit and all of the horrible things people were saying and how people were treating me that I just realized, hey, I would rather be just by myself and I'm going to just do this myself. And I became really, really comfortable with myself during that time away from school. I had a lot of time to reflect, to meditate, to learn about myself in a whole new way and become really confident with hanging out by myself because most of the time I was by myself and I became really, really confident there and realized like, I really, I don't need anyone to feel happy. So anyone who I'm going to add into my life has to be someone that just adds to my cup. They need to be a plus sign. If they're a neutral or a negative, they got to go because I literally don't have time for it. Like if I'm going to die tomorrow, I'm definitely not going to spend today with somebody who stresses me out, is annoying, says shitty things, or is a shitty person. That was basically my mindset. And over the next couple of months, I mean, it completely changed my life. And also, you know, when I did go back to school and working, I had a totally different approach. And where I used to kill myself trying to be a perfectionist, I, you know, I did my best. I did a good job, but I didn't kill myself. I like set time limits on what I was doing. I was prioritizing my my health and my life of what made me happy. And I approached school in a much less stressful way. I had a completely different group of friends. I started working for Jordan because it fulfilled me. I loved what she was doing. I loved her mission. It gave me purpose. And I really started to feel like I had found my purpose and I was, I was doing things that mattered. And I, I just knew myself on a whole new level and meeting people, being with people who really understood me and knew me for me. And I could have deep conversations with and share who I really was. And they accepted me and they loved me and they wanted to be around me. That really helped to build my confidence. So it was first proving to myself that I could do it, that I didn't need anybody else to save me. I didn't need anyone. That doesn't mean that it's that you shouldn't ask for help when you need it, but that I could be totally happy by myself and love myself and that no one else's opinions 
or standards or expectations really mattered, figuring out my passions, what I really liked, not what other people told me I should like or who I should be, figuring out my passions, finding my purpose, which I really did through all of my my health struggles really led me to my purpose. And then chasing that, only creating time in my life for people who filled my cup, added to my life, showed me new perspectives, gave me deeper insight into life and really showing people the real me and seeing what came to me and just truly being myself built my confidence. And it was really similar with launching my blog and my podcast where for so long, you know, in high school, I really wanted to start a YouTube channel and I wanted to start a blog, but I never did because I was so, so nervous. What if someone finds it? What are they going to think about me? What are people going to say? And then in college, everybody was talking shit about me anyways, because they thought I was anorexic, which even if I had been, that is not something you should talk shit about someone for. But people were just spreading rumors about me. Nobody was talking to me. People were avoiding me without really asking what was going on. I realized, well, look, I'm trying really hard to please everyone and they're still talking shit and I'm still not good enough for them. So screw it. It was that moment where I felt like I don't have anyone anyways to impress and no one likes me any. Anyway, so might as well just start my blog and do it because I enjoy it. And if someone finds it, I don't really care. So I launched it and I had so much fun. It was a great creative outlet for me. I felt more like myself than ever before because I was being creative and that was a a side of myself that I had shut off for so long. And then I was sharing things that were so vulnerable with random people on the internet and they they loved it. They were saying how much they resonated with me, how much they appreciated what, what I was sharing. And I started building a really amazing community by just sharing the most vulnerable side of myself. And I felt like, wow, if I can share the most vulnerable side of myself and people relate to it, they appreciate it. I mean, why am I hiding who I am? Why am I hiding who I am? And it made me realize that if I showed that side of myself and people had negative things to say, they didn't like it, then uh, didn't really matter. I'm probably just not for them. They're not for me. And there's this whole other group of people who are at my vibration and who I do click with. And I would rather share my story and potentially help one person who is at their lowest point. I wanted to be, and I still do, the person that I needed when I was at at my lowest of lows for someone else. I wanted to be that person for someone else. So if I could be that person for just one other person, then it would be totally worth it if 100 other people talked shit about me and had negative things to say. And then as I got more into this content creation space, the online space, was working for Jordan and seeing someone with a huge platform who, you know, gets all kinds of messages and, you know, reading some of the extreme hate sent to her and realizing how absolutely ridiculous it was, what people say. It just made me kind of like not care. It was like I had the shield up of like if someone had something negative to say, was trying to insult me. I mean, usually it's just a troll on the internet and like I I really don't care what they have to say. Does a lot of hate get to me? Yes, of course, I'm human. And there have been times when people say really, really horrible, deep cutting things that make me emotional, but that doesn't happen that often. And also it's like, you take a step back, you work through it. If there's a trigger there, you learn from it. And then you realize that there are so many other people who love you and appreciate you for who you truly are. And it's the same thing with launching the podcast. It was almost like, I felt like I was in a bubble and launching the podcast because I had gotten used to this mentality with my blog and growing my Instagram with the podcast, I was just super excited about it. And I realized, you know, if people say negative things, I mean, I don't care because I think these conversations are really going to help people. 
And it was almost just like a snowball effect. It's like once I started being more confident in who I was, because I really had learned a lot about myself. I had proved to myself I could depend on myself. I was honoring the things I loved, getting rid of the things I hated, surrounding myself with amazing, empowering people who loved me for me because I was showing them the real me. I just really grew into my confidence. I was confident about who who I was at my core because I learned my core. My core is somebody who is very giving and very loving and really just wants to help other people. And accepting that I make mistakes and knowing that I'm wrong very often, but being able to accept that and learn from that. And it was like, that was the only way I could survive. What I went through was like accepting mistakes, working through triggers, learning that there are many times I was wrong and that I'm not going to please everyone, being radically honest with myself and growing from that and really stripping back the layers and knowing my core of that, that like when I make mistakes, when I'm wrong, it's it's genuine. It's genuinely just not knowing and wanting to learn and really just accepting that I'm never going to be perfect, but I always come from an intention of love and compassion and trying to help people and just being myself and being vulnerable and honest. And when you get really, really honest with yourself, you peel back all the layers, you see your core. And that really helped me build confidence as, as did going after the things I wanted just being like, I don't even care if this fails. Because again, it was that mentality of like, if tomorrow's my last day, I I better live it up today. I'm really going to regret it if I don't do these things I want to do. Going after things and achieving. Not everything went perfectly, but I was proving to myself I could do it and I didn't need someone else to do it for me. And I was proving to myself that I didn't have to live in society's box. I could do it in the way that made me happy and I would be happier and I would still achieve what I wanted. It was figuring things out for myself, not asking everyone else to save me or help me, learning to not ask for other people's advice because guess what? Most people are insecure themselves and just proving to myself that I could do it. I drew a lot of boundaries and really only wanted to surround myself with empowering, confident people. And through all of that, I really just learned to love myself and realized my strengths and started leaning into my strengths instead of spending so much time focusing on what I wasn't naturally good at. Instead of focusing all of the negative things on my life, I was super grateful for all the positive things and everything I built for myself and where I was headed and what I had in the moment. This is where brain retraining was just another huge step. I would say, you know, from that experience, I grew a lot of confidence. And then from there, moving into energy healing and leaning into my spirituality was a a whole other level of self-confidence. And then after that, rewiring my brain really another huge level in growing my confidence because it's like you're going so deep, especially with the spirituality and really to to go fully, fully into that energetic work and fully into your intuition. It's about pushing the ego aside, pushing our, our egoistic mind aside and really letting that that right brain take over and full trust. And in order to be able to do that, to have full, complete trust, you have to have confidence in yourself. It's like the cycle. Confidence feeds intuition, intuition feeds confidence. And as I tapped more and more into my energy healing and intuitive abilities and realizing things were working within myself and that I was getting messages that I couldn't understand, but they they were true and they things were coming true, things were happening. I mean, that just built my confidence within myself on this very, very deep, very, very deep layer. And the more I leaned into abundance mindset and trusting the universe, things were working out and I built even more confidence in myself. 
And then that went to a whole new level with brain rewiring, which forced me to do a lot of inner child work, trauma healing, and really figuring out all of these limiting beliefs I had and starting to shift them and reframe them in ways that I never had before. And I realized how much power I had over my own perspective, over my mindset, over my reality and the way I viewed the world. And that really helped me step more and more out of that victim mindset and take control of things for myself. I realized that the only way I was going to live the way I wanted to live and feel the way I wanted to feel was by drawing very clear boundaries. And I couldn't hang on to anyone who was holding me back, holding me back with negative patterns or limiting beliefs, telling me negative things, all of that I just didn't have time for because it was like, I have this one life to live. I've been at the place where I don't know if I'm gonna survive tomorrow. And even you know when my health restored to a place where it wasn't like I was in dire danger every day. I mean, none of us really know when our last day is gonna be. And I know it sounds morbid and scary and sad, but the more you lean into spirituality, I mean, for me, the more that helped me not be afraid of that anymore. This is another topic. But also when you really, really understand that and feel that to your core, you really give less of a shit what other people think. And like, I'm not going to waste my day today feeling negative, down about myself, engaging in negative self-talk, pleasing people who don't really fill my cup, just trying to do what other people want me to do. I'm not going to do that when I don't know what the hell is going to happen tomorrow or the next day. So this all, all led into building my confidence. And I think it was really, you know, having having a near-death experience that lasted quite some time shifted everything for me. And I know not everybody has that type of experience. And so I feel like I almost got, I don't know, a cheat to confidence with that because I had I had no choice other than to do the things that was that were going to build my confidence. From there, also just playing to my strengths and delegating my weaknesses made me realize that I am good at things. And I just think that when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, when you lean into that and you do what gives you purpose, what you're passionate about and what you're naturally good at, you're more confident. And then when you follow that and things start flowing your way, you're manifesting, that builds your confidence too. As does showing the real you to people and seeing how people respond. And when they love you, when they're excited about you, when they engage with you, when you're showing every side of yourself, the good, the bad, the ugly, that builds confidence as well. What also builds confidence is taking radical responsibility for yourself. I had to take responsibility for my mistakes, where I need to grow, where I had hurt people, where I had hurt myself. I had to take responsibility for that so that I could move forward and learn. And I think I I got a lot of confidence when I fully understood and accepted, fully accepted, dropped the resistance to the fact that I will never be perfect and I'm never going to be always right. I'm always going to be wrong about things. I'm always going to have more things to learn. And I was really open to that and really open to my mistakes. And I am someone who is opinionated and does their thing. But I mean, anyone who knows me knows I'm very, very open to my mistakes and I will accept responsibility and I will apologize. And I am very open to different viewpoints. That is a, that is a huge piece of confidence that it's interesting for me. I can usually tell confident someone is based on how open they are to hearing other people's viewpoints uh, versus being very defensive and just arguing, arguing with people and not wanting to hear other perspectives. When you are confident in yourself and or confident in your perspective, your opinion, you're open to hearing other people's points of view because you are confident that you can make good points to support your viewpoint and or 
confident enough in yourself that you don't have to always be right about everything and you're open to being wrong and learning from that. I mean, listen to this podcast. I have people from all all different types of viewpoints come on here and I really want to learn and my viewpoint on a lot of things has evolved and changed you know, over the years with this podcast, on my blogs, in my life, about all kinds of things. And I'll tell you guys, hey, guess what? I changed, I changed my opinion on this. And I'm very, very open to learning and growing. And, you know, when I make mistakes, I've made plenty. I'm not perfect. I'm wrong very often, but I'm really open to accepting that, taking responsibility and seeing how I can learn and grow from that experience. Getting comfortable with saying I'm sorry was a huge game changer for me. And it just released so much pressure, unnecessary pressure, when I just realized I'm never going to be perfect. So I need to try to be perfect. And I'm always going to be wrong about things. So why not just open my arms to different perspectives, to learning more, to being open to my mistakes so I can continue to grow and learn as a human? I mean, the best way to block yourself from ever growing and becoming a better, smarter, more successful person is deciding that you're never going to learn from other people's experiences and you're always going to maintain the position that you're right about everything. That is the best way to block yourself from from growing. And I really just want to continue to better myself as a human because I want to make the most of this life. And I think also just with that whole experience, when I was super, super sick, like at my lowest, just realizing like, I mean, my sense of time changed completely. And anyone who knows me knows I like to get things done. I just don't like to waste time. I don't like like to waste time at all. And it's really important to me that every moment counts, whether that's being silent and quiet and watching watching the, the ocean waves. That is a good use of time for me if it's helping me calm down or spending true quality time with people. When I'm spending quality time with people, I'm not on my phone. With business, I like to get it done. I mean, the idea is I just don't like to waste time. And this also helps with confidence too, because I'm like, I just don't have the time or mental space or energy to give a shit what other people think. And by what other people think, I mean, haters, naysayers. I, of course, have people who I respect, I love, I care about, and I care about their opinion. But at the end of the day, I know when I'm always coming from the the place of love, of compassion, of just being genuine and sincere and being myself, then that's all I can do. And the right people will see me for me. It's interesting because what helped me grow a lot of my confidence was doing deep shadow work and accepting my mistakes, the darker sides of my personality, looking into my triggers, integrating those darker sides of myself and taking just taking responsibility for my mistakes. And also realizing that it's not always about me. Like when people lash out at you and they have negative things to say, when they are talking crap about you, it's not always about you. And also just in my general life, like moving through life, the world doesn't revolve around me. And in a strange way, looking back, I feel like my way to confidence was a severe lack of confidence. And I wouldn't change that path for anything. And I still have a whole lifetime ahead of me of learning and growing and changing and understanding more about myself and having more and more experiences and making more mistakes and learning from them. But it is the path of making mistakes, screwing up, failing at things, and then learning and growing and showing yourself that you can do that. That grows such a deep sense of confidence, as does spending time with yourself and enjoying time with yourself and not 
having to be surrounded with other people, other information. I mean, we just fill our brains and our ears with so much noise, so much information. And it's about being comfortable with the silence that develops confidence, not asking everybody for their advice or their opinions and really getting to know your own opinions and doing the things that truly make you happy and following your purpose, being open to different viewpoints. These are all things that can help grow your confidence in incredible ways. So that's a bit of my story. That's the overview of my story to developing confidence. And I hope this helped a lot of you. And I kind of, I wanted to go through a list of some very specific things you can start doing to grow your own confidence, but I think I'm going to save that for maybe uh, another episode, uh, part two. So if you'd be interested in that, please let me know and I can do that in another episode. But I really hope that my story gives you some more perspective and maybe you can relate to it or maybe not. (laughs) But I want you to know that no matter where you're at, if you're feeling really low in confidence or feeling like you have low self-esteem, know that you can always move up. You can always rise up. You can always grow that self-confidence. And look, if I can go from how how insecure I was to who I am now and just really being confident in who I am to my core, then anyone can do it. And even so, when you start off from a place of having really low self-esteem and you do go through that process and you start to become confident in yourself, I think you learn to appreciate yourself in life and in people, in the world, in your gifts, in in such a deeper, more profound way than people who never struggle that much with self-confidence and who haven't had to go through that that deep process of learning and growing. And the the work you do, the personal development work you do on the way there will truly enrich your life in so many different ways. So I think we're gonna wrap up here. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this helped you in some way and please let me know if you would like me to do a part two and talk more about this topic and give maybe some more step-by-step tangible tips to grow your self-confidence that's going to be it for today's show don't forget you can connect further with our community in our free facebook group wellness realness podcast tribe you can also follow my secret instagram account wellness realness crew for exclusive behind the scenes content related to my life and the podcast All you have to do to gain access to that is DM a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review to that account, Wellness Wellness Crew. And when I get your request to follow and your DM of your iTunes rating and review screenshot, then you will get access to the account. That's going to be it for today's show. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time. Bye.